1: since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
0: Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today.
2: You're listening to the Average Conservationist Podcast brought to you by Outdoor Class and in partner with 2% for Conservation. Outdoor Class is the new single source of premium outdoor education from trusted, knowledgeable experts. For hunters committed to improving their skills, Outdoor Class is the only subscription-based e-learning platform that provides unlimited access to video lessons from the world's most respected experts, covering topics across a hunter's entire journey. Learn from industry leaders like Corey Jacobson, Randy Newberg, and Remy Warren and other prominent personalities and organizations. Follow and subscribe to the Outdoor Class uh, at Outdoor Class Official on Instagram and Facebook and their YouTube channels. 2% for Conservation's mission is to create an alliance of businesses and individuals that ensure the future of hunting and angling by committing their time and dollars to fish and wildlife. 1% of your time plus 1% of your money equals 2% for Conservation. 2% helps businesses and people pair with conservation causes to support things that fit what they care about. Whether you're into fishing, hunting, or just getting outdoors, 2% can help you not only start giving back to wildlife, but get certified for it. Getting 2% certified means you've made the same commitment as popular brands like Sitka, Stone Glacier, and Seek Outside in giving at least 1% of your time and dollars back to wildlife. But it's not just for outdoor companies. Brewers, contractors, coffee roasters, and even piano repair companies have earned 2% certification and stand out as leaders in their communities for doing so. Businesses that are committed to conservation deserve your support when you shop. Learn more about 2% for Conservation at fishandwildlife.org. That's fishandwildlife.org. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Average Conservationist Podcast, and I'm your host, Marcus Ewing. Uh, First off, I want to apologize for being a day late on this week's episode. Uh, I had some scheduling errors on my end, and um, yeah, such is life. But an episode, as always, in this week on the podcast, I am joined by Robert Hilliker and Jordy Matthews, and they are the co-owners and co-founders of newly 2% certified Campfire Manufacturing, and Campfire Manufacturing is an outdoor lifestyle brand, and Jordy and Robert and I get to have a super cool, super fun conversation um, and really talk about, you know, what the outdoors means to them, uh, the how their paths crossed and what that has led to over the past uh, six or seven years of their friendship uh, and the bond that these two have built through uh, their work outside of Campfire, um, but really... The bond that they have built um, through their families and the outdoors and the experiences that they share, um, you know, the guys come from um, similar but different backgrounds, and <clears throat> the, the thing that I really enjoyed about the conversation was, you know, really how many uh, of the same kind of attributes, um, you know, the, the same thoughts on conservation at the outdoor and the outdoors uh, that all three of us share. Uh, we both have uh, you know families with young kids and that was a, obviously a big turning point uh, for all of us uh, and, and kind of made us take a step back and really look at the outdoors um, and wild places and all that through uh, the lens of our children and what that looked like to them. And really all of, our, you know, all the the pursuits and the adventures that we have outdoors uh, really became and has become more about them and more about making sure that they're enjoying it and that they're developing that love and that respect for the outdoors um, at a young age so that when they get to be, you know, much older and can have, you know, a lasting impact on the outdoors and conservation, uh, that they understand that and they are in a position to do so um, you know, one of the 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 selling not selling points but uh, one of the I guess the the motto the the what the brand stands for is um, create, connect and conserve uh, which is actually going to be the name of of this episode but you know the the campfire, you know, spending time outdoors that's where, um, people really get a chance to to connect with each other, or you know, in the outdoors, sharing time with friends and family, and and really getting to take in all that Mother Nature has to offer. Um, so again, super fun episode, um, lots of laughs, and uh, I think you guys are gonna enjoy this one. So episode one hundred and five, Robert Hilliker, Jordy Matthews, Campfire Manufacturing. Uh, enjoy today's episode is gonna be brought to you by my friends over at Go Hunt. Uh, if you have not already, be sure to check out their uh, newly launched Explorer membership for their mapping system. Um, it's a great deal. It's fifty dollars for the year. You're going to get all fifty states, and really, there's nothing else out there like that for that price that gives you all fifty states. Um, it's a tremendous tool. Um, Go Hunt has everything that a hunter needs from start. To finish um, in your outdoor journeys and outdoor pursuits, so head over to gohunt.com and check out their Explorer membership. Jordy, Robert, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me, guys. Hey, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. No, this is uh, we we talked about it a little before, but you guys are in two separate places, uh, and we're you know the the program that I'm using, I have not um, uh, attempted this yet. And as of, you know, 25 seconds into this episode, things have gone off without a hitch. So let's hope we can keep this up uh, for the next little bit here.
3: All right. Awesome. Off to, off to a
2: good start. <laughs> yeah, I set the bar very low. Um, uh, again, Robert, I know you've uh, you've done some podcasts in the past. Jordy, this is uh, your maiden voyage. How are you feeling so far? You, you feeling good? So, far, so good. All right.
3: Good. I feel like I'm in good, good hands.
2: Yeah, well, we'll see how the rest of the episode goes. <laughs> so before we kind of get into, you know, campfire manufacturing and the reason we we got you guys on tonight, uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourselves? Uh, Jordy, why don't you go first?
3: Uh, so my name is Jordy Matthews and my uh, I live in Grand Junction, Colorado. And my day job is actually, I work uh, for Robert um, at Ethos Behavioral Health, a uh, uh, mental health and and behavioral health provider based out of houston and um i spend every moment other than behind a computer out in the outdoors with my with my family
2: yeah grand junction is a is a great place for that i've only passed through uh especially kind of that that western uh end of colorado but yeah that's that's beautiful country out there
3: yeah absolutely yeah. Nice nice proximity to, to various various things.
2: Yeah, and what I like about, uh, you know, specifically kind of the, the western side of Colorado there is, uh, and I, I'm a big skier, so I'm thinking about this uh, from a skiing standpoint, is you've got all these other resorts that are further out west there um, that are much more difficult to get to. Uh, I mean, unless you're going to fly into, like, Grand Junction or not, but, you know, nine times out of ten, people are flying into Denver, they're hopping on 70 and they're hitting Breck and Vale and Beaver Creek and a basin. And, you know, they're hitting all those, the regular spots. Um, but yeah, there's some like tell you ride and all that stuff, uh, out there on the West side. I mean, those are some absolutely gorgeous resorts.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I love, I, I, I actually worked in the ski industry for a long time and have has a long, uh, a lot of years, um, skiing the Western slopes and it sure beats, you know, our lift lines on the front range yeah
1: i I'm, I'm i'm basically like dude don't don't tell anybody on the podcast <laughs> <Right. man." laughs> don't, don't tell them about the western slopes yeah we're we're this is top secret man yeah top you guys secret. have got a
2: good thing going over there no i think um no doubt. yeah um i mean i've yeah it's, uh, I feel like there's, there's certain, um, like Montana, I hear a lot of people talk about like, Oh, if anyone asks like what it's like to live in Montana, like tell them it's terrible. Tell them it's awful. Yeah. This <laughs> and that, right. Cause they don't want anyone else to move there. And that's, and especially with skiing, like people get territorial, right? Like they don't want a bunch of, you know, a bunch of tourists, guys like me coming out West and yeah, jamming up your lines. Like, I don't blame you. I'd be, you know, I'd be territorial over that stuff too. If I were out there. Oh man.
1: Mm-hmm. It, 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 skiers skiers have nothing on uh, duck hunters there's <laughs> there's not a more territorial group on the planet than a public land duck hunter uh, they're like you're like hey where where you uh, where you like to hunt and they're like the coast
3: they're like, <laughs>
1: like <laughs> they're like I'm on a coast somewhere you know yeah it's like <laughs> uh, on a body of water
2: we're in Colorado yeah, okay. yeah All the right. coast. sounds good man yeah it's yeah, uh sounds good <clears throat> You know, I have my thoughts about, uh, you know, sharing, uh, quote unquote, intel, secret, you know, secret spots, whatever it is. I mean, I love, you know, whether it's hunting or or fishing or or recreating of any sort outdoors, right? And, you know, if, if I find something that's super cool, or, you know, if I find a, if I'm fly fishing and I find a good stretch of river, like. I'll tell someone else, right? Like, let them enjoy it, too. I mean, like, if I go through there one afternoon no and just doubt. have a, you know, have a banner day, like, heck, yeah, I'm going to tell my buddy or something or, or or anything like that. Like, yeah, this is what I was throwing. This is what time I was there. This is the, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give them, you know, I'll give them the full write up, right? Like, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't matter to me at all, as long as people are out enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you know I, I think oh, it's
1: ahead. uh yeah it's, well no I was gonna say it's just it's, it's interesting I think there's there's a you'll find a lot you know I think you'll find as many opinions on this as you find people who are uh, about the outdoors those who wanna you know who love it in a way that want to share it and uh, people who you know uh, understandably don't want throngs of people you know I mean you think about national parks and they're this like incredible uh incredible process i just an an incredible gift to the american people right like they're, they're like one of the most important things we've done i think um this is national park system but then you have like throngs of tourists and like tons of stuff coming through and people are like oh you know it's uh but 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 those things are you know they're shared natural resources and they're meant to be shared and you know so but like i said i think there's a lot of opinions on it um I realized I realized by the way that we didn't do my
2: introduction. Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to I was just going to ask you, I was just going to ask you to go ahead and, and, and tell yeah. us about yourself there Robert.
1: Sure. Sure. Yeah, man, sure. Uh so I'm Robert Hilliker, I'm a native Houstonian which is kind of rare because uh, most most Houston-based folks are transplants for oil and gas or um healthcare or something like that, but I'm a native Houstonian born and raised and uh and, um, yeah, I'm kind of like an adult onset hunter. Um, you know, uh, Jordy mentioned my day job. I wouldn't say he works for me. I'd say we work with each other. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my only correction, we are colleagues and we work together. And uh, But uh, I started with a couple of partners, um, uh, Will Davis and Stacey Torn. We started Ethos Behavioral Health Group, and um, we've been growing that. And Jordy's been a huge part of the growth and the development of that we've always had this kind of like passion project. Uh, Will loves the outdoors. Stacy loves the outdoors. I love the outdoors. Jordy does. Like we we spend a lot of time outside um, doing things that we love, uh, you know, uh, hunting, fishing, all sorts of stuff for me. And, uh, and so Jordy and I have been talking for years about like, oh, let's do like a lifestyle brand. Let's do something. And then really trying to kind of organize it specifically around conservation efforts. So, that's kind of how, um, we can get into more of that, but, um, that's a little bit about, uh, who I am. And I'm, uh, like I said, an adult onset hunter, um, meaning I, I did not actually have it in my, in my family growing up. Um, it wasn't something that my family did, but it was something I always felt really drawn to. And, uh, a best friend of mine put a, put a bow in my hands, compound bow in my hands and, I uh, uh, shot that thing. And I was like, man, this is I'm into it. Um, and I kind of took it up like I take everything else up, which is um, passionately. And uh, and so, yeah, that's like a, a a big push of mine. And Jordy and I have a love of fly fishing, which is something I shared with my grandfather and, you know, something that he um, certainly has done with, with his father a lot. So, um, yeah, so that's a, a little bit of uh, intro to who I am, who Jordy is, and what we're doing
2: yeah no that's awesome first off that's a great friend whoever um it was that put the compound bow in your hands because yeah it's, oh yeah man. yeah bow hunting uh regard whether it's whitetail whether it's you know you know something bigger like a mule deer or elk or you know whatever it is like it's it's such a great time um and so how did yeah. you guys get hooked up was it through work or have you guys known each other you know since you were young kids or, or what did that look like
1: man i wish i wish i knew jordy since i was a kid (laughs) man we uh although we would have gotten into so much trouble we actually found each other like after the trouble phase which was kind of (laughs) cool because now we just get to enjoy life with our our families but um actually i kind of like feel like i stole jordy um we never really tell that story Jordy, jordy yeah 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 i got introduced to jordy working with another dude and we were like hey can we split jordy's time and you know this or that, and then I was like, hey, can we just keep Jordy because Jordy's amazing. So
3: that's uh, that's how I tell that story. I don't know
1: Jordy. Do <laughs>
0: well,
3: and so to, and to clarify, I so I do all this, the the creative and graphic design and web design uh, for Ethos, and as well, you know, for for Campfire, I do all the graphics and all the web web design and all of that stuff. And so that's that's what he poached me to do, <laughs> to, 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 <laughs> you know, the, the creative totally. for their company. Um, yeah, and we t- totally hit it off and, um, kind of been, that's, that's the story ever since, you know? And I think we, uh, like Robert said, we've been, you know, toying with the idea of doing a lifestyle brand and, and utilizing some of those, some of those things that, you know, we, we're, we're, we work really well together in concepting things and, and kind of the, the creative process. And, uh, you know, and finally we, uh, we well, we booked. A, we decided to go camping uh, with our families in Gila National Forest last, last year. And uh, so we all rallied down there and camped with our families for, for three or four days and, and kind of brainstormed around it. And as soon as we got back, we, we started kicking things off. Um, so super cool.
2: Yeah, no, that's awesome. So you guys met through work. How long ago did that, did that friendship really form?
3: it was been like seven
2: years, six years, okay,
3: yeah, something like that, man yeah, yeah.
1: it's been it's been quite a while now uh, and and you know a lot of our a lot of our work stuff has totally been predicated on friendship and relationship. I mean, that's like I mean that's mm-hmm. definitely the business that we're in is help helping people in a kind of very relational way um in terms of behavioral health but um but even just like the partnership there, like uh you know will and I are like twenty plus year friends and and Jordy just like came r- right into the fold of that, you know, <laughs> like it was, it was so seamless. And I, I, I feel like that, that's probably a pretty good piece to highlight for us is like, I, I think, I think the outdoors is a wonderful thing. And I think there's something to be said about solitude in the outdoors, but for me, it's also, there's a huge piece about sharing it with people that I really love and being out there with people that I enjoy it with. And, uh, and like, I, like I, you know a lot of people like that kind of like solitude fishing a stretch of river by yourself and um i i'd rather be out there with Jordy. you know what i mean yeah yeah (laughs) that's 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 the truth of it probably for me i mean i do a fair amount of solo hunting but like probably rather do it with a you know have other people and make a day of
2: it yeah no i uh I, i probably fall a lot in the same boat that you got or that that you just kind of talked about there robert like I, I love the solitude part of it at times, but I also like just this past weekend, uh, I have a childhood friend. We've known each other since we were shoot five years old um, and, you know, life happens. We've stayed in touch, but we haven't seen each other a ton. Um, he actually has a, a 2% business uh, now as well, which is super cool. Um, that Him and uh, buddy of his started this, yeah, started this, this company that's, Like it's going like gangbusters and I'm so excited for them. I'm so pumped for them. And we got to get out fly fishing uh, over the holiday weekend, a few weekends back. And like, we spent more time just kind of like sitting on the bank, like just talking and like catching up. Like I know I missed at least one fish because I was, you know, like my, my fly hits the, hits the water and it just starts its drift. And like, I'm running my mouth, you know, talking to him upstream and yeah, uh, you know, miss a fish or, or whatever, but I'm okay with that. Right. Because it's, it's just such a cool experience. It's just so nice. And, you know, there's no one else around. Uh, it's just, yeah, spending time like that with, you know, with close friends and family is, uh, is tough to beat.
1: No doubt. Absolutely.
2: No doubt. So <clears throat> let's get into into campfire manufacturing. Why don't, uh, why don't you guys tell me about that? You know, uh, what the process looked like getting started, you know, what the company and the brand is all about. So, yeah, let me know.
1: Who wants to feel that first? Go for it, Robert. Kick it off. Okay. (laughs) Right on. So, so Jordy really is the creative engine in the whole thing, Um, and uh, like you said, we've always like really meshed well together on that. Like, uh, I usually convey some kind of vision of something, and then he brings that vision to life in a way that's like, he's usually like right out of the gate. Like, we don't do a ton of edit. Like, it's like. That's it. That's like what I had in my head. It's really so. It th- that part's been super fun actually, um, because a lot of times that that creative process when you don't like jive well, it it doesn't feel very good. It's like a such a hassle. Like everybody feels like kind of put out by it, and at the end of it, like the person on creative like, oh, I hate this client. Like, you know? <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, yep, it doesn't feel good. But like it. it it's not like that for us. It's like a really fluid process. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's just a lot of like, um, let's take things that we love and share them with other people. And, uh, and so the idea of like connection, right. That's what we talked about, like the relational part of this whole experience. Like we want to connect, we want to be creative and create things, and put things out in the world, um, in a good way. And, and we want to conserve. Um, uh, we're really interested in, in, um, this business having an impact from a conservation standpoint. And for us, that looks like, uh, you know, keeping wild places wild. That looks like, um, uh, you know, uh, conservation easements and land buybacks and things like that, that are really, um, about creating, um, uh, public green space. Um, and, you know, especially, you know, for, for me, there's a bend towards like hunting and fishing. And I think it's, you know, uh, for Jordy can kind of speak to where that resonates for, for him, but that's, that's kind of the, the gist of it. And, and it really was that simple. Like uh, we were working with a, we, we have a copy, a copywriter that we work with on a bunch of projects. And she was like, so tell me about it. And I was like, uh, I, I came up with that alliteration, like right there on the side, of, like connect, create, conserve. And she, and Jordy was like, that's what we that's it like we're done nailed it that was, that, was that was literally like our creative process we were like all right yeah no that's it like that's that's exactly what we want to do with this brand and and, and what we're about so um
3: yeah
2: no that's think, yeah, anything to that what yeah
3: think? yeah and i think too like in regards to the connection piece like this like this whole process right like being invited onto this podcast like becoming part of two percent you know two percent and you know being able to like reach out and uh, to you know to some of the, the the people that we're working with through the two percent and just you know for me it's about learning more about how to how to you know how to be a better conservationist right like I feel like a lot of my life you know i I've, I've I've actually at this point now lived the majority of my life you know on the western slopes of Colorado and I feel like a lot of it especially in my younger years was just kind of like just going through the motions and just kind of like doing things because like the guy I was climbing with told me that that's what we do. And not like not finding out why, or, you know, or like what, what the, what the, the guy I'm rafting with says, you know, you're supposed to do and, and not really like, you know, asking questions or seeing why we do things or, or really learning about those things. And so for me, like this whole journey too, and and being able to connect with different organizations that, that have been doing this for a while and they can, you know, that I can learn from is, is huge for me as well.
2: Yeah. There's so many great, uh, businesses, organizations, uh, that are involved with 2%. Uh, you know, obviously I'm, I'm super fortunate with the podcast that I get to talk to a lot of these people. Right. Mm -hmm. And, what I love uh, about so many of these businesses, because, you know, there's obviously some some real uh, heavy hitters from a, a name and brand standpoint that are 2% certified. But there's a lot of, you know, very small companies um, who, you know, the their business that's 2% certified is, uh, you know, it's like a, a second job or it's a, a passion project, uh, you know, something like that. Or, you know, maybe create a, a little bit of a second revenue stream. But instead of being, you know, super greedy and super selfish about it, they're like, you know what? Like I really like doing this, or I really like doing that. And you know, on top of that, I'm going to take, you know, X amount of dollars and X amount of my time every year and donate that back to conservation. Like I think that all these businesses that are 2% certified, like probably in the back of their mind when starting a business, they're like, "Oh, and I can like, you know, raise some money, too." Right? Like it's it's almost like a like a a, a pillar in what their business ultimately is, or what it even starts from.
3: Mm-hmm. And Robert, no, I, I mean, I, correct me if I'm wrong. Correct point. me if I'm wrong. I think that's how we. That's kind of where we were at too. You know, like if we yeah. can, if we can make some cool clothes that people like and and give back, then that's you know that's huge for us yeah and, and and to do that in a sustainable
1: way right you know i mean one of the things we were really careful about is the idea that you know like all of our stuff's made to order right so um and that's helped from a business standpoint um you know inventory management and and you know cost overruns from all that kind of stuff like where you you know get holding a bunch of inventory in the clothing business and and then seasons change and people want something different but uh But for us, it's also, like, there's a big push around conservation in that, you know, 85% of textiles get, you know, fashion textile just gets, like, thrown in the garbage, right? Right. They're, like, you know, like, it's, just it's like, one of the industries that has, like, just an incredible amount of waste. And and so when you do stuff that's, like, more customized, like, and and made to order, um, then we just, you know, we're able to avoid a lot of that and eliminate all that kind of, like, wasted inventory of like producing a bunch of stuff that, um, going to sit on a shelf or sit in a warehouse and then, um, get tossed in the trash and not make it out there. So, um, you know, that was the other thing is like, as we've gone along planning and growing this thing, we've, we've really tried to do it in a way that also favors, uh, you know, conservation and, and, you know, being, um, you know, more, uh, ecologically minded, right. About, you know, the impact, um, and yeah, it is. It is a you know, this is not our, our our day job, but it's something like we feel really stoked about, and we we really enjoy doing, and and we're having fun with it. And, and I, you know, that's like for us at, at, in our day job, that's like a huge part of the culture that we've created is this idea of having fun at what we do. And so this is another way that we get to have fun and give back doing it. And you know, we're we're pretty stoked about that.
2: Yeah, and it allows you guys to express yourself um, a little bit differently, right, than than you do during your day jobs, right? I mean, everyone has Mm -hmm. hobbies and things they like to do outside of their 9 to 5, and to be able to, you know, let that passion uh, come through uh, in a different avenue than uh, what you guys have at Ethos uh, is super cool, and it's amazing how many people um, that you guys come in contact with that probably didn't even know... um, you know how much you guys love the outdoors, hunting and fishing and camping and all this stuff. But you know, they see your Ooh. your apparel brand, they're like, "Oh, I didn't know you guys even like this kind of stuff, right?" Like it, it, <laughs> yeah. it kind of lets people uh, gives them a look behind the curtain, so to speak. For sure,
1: yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think you know, pro- probably. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking about like our uh, we we've made Colorado a verb, and that like. You, Thank like you. Colorado, Julie, super hard. When <laughs> yeah. <you guys> <laughs> so, so like you, I, I think you'd look at me and you'd be like, Oh, that guy's like a desk job somewhere. And you look at Jordy and you'd be like, that guy's cool. Uh, you know, like Jordy, <laughs> Jordy, 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 Jordy's like, uh, Jordy's is cool. You know, like all around. Uh, uh and I'm, I'm kind of like, a, you know, I wouldn't say like a bookish nerd or anything like I, you know, I'm a, I, 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 I'd, I'd say I'm reasonably cool, and my kids would all disagree. So, you know, they'd be like, you're <laughs> your dad, whatever. <laughs> you know, but, um, but, but, but you know, like, uh, yeah, to that to that point, I think you could probably look at Jordy and be like, that dude's into fly fishing, um, and he probably skis really hard. And, um, but I think for for me, that's probably like what you said is probably a little bit more true. We're like, whoa, I didn't even know you liked that stuff. Like, I, I think a lot of um, people that I've worked with and stuff have been like, whoa, like I didn't think you know you're like a clinical social worker in Houston. Like I didn't think you <laughs> were like, did, uh, you know, I, I don't know whatever people's perception is, um, but yeah, uh, Jordy, you know, uh, yeah, I guess I, all, all that to say, I think Jordy's really cool. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> That's my take on that. <laughs> well, and, and, I'm, and I'm more can, of the, the nerd, the office nerd.
3: Well, and I can get away with it, right? Because like everyone kind of expects the designer to be, the weird one you right <laughs> <laughs> like you can when the designer shows up on a corporate zoom account with like,
2: <laughs> a like oh, the guy t-shirt.
1: with the purple hair yeah he's the yeah. one <laughs> yeah. yeah that's our guy <laughs> well no that's yeah,
2: <laughs> when you talk about like i guess if you just judging the book by its cover so to speak right kind of like what, what you were just <laughs> mentioning there robert like i know if Like when you were saying like, oh, he's probably a really good skier too. Like I know when I used to like ride in the chairlift and I would see someone like, you know, getting after it. Right. I'd be like when I was, you know, young, like early twenties, teens, I'd be like, oh, dude, like this guy can't hold a flame to me. Like I would ski circles around him. But now that I'm in like my mid to late thirties, I'm like that dude charges, man. Like I have so much respect for people who are out there just like (laughs) getting after it. And I love to see it like, yeah. Right. Like I, I love I've had this like super big mind shift, like over the last like 10 years where I just love seeing people succeed at whatever it is that they're doing. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I like to see people good at something. Right. Because that's awesome. Yeah. And like, like even this podcast, right. So I have a, an, an apparel, a lifestyle brand, just like you guys do. And like people will ask me like on the side, they're like, so what's it like, you know, like, having someone on the podcast, it's like your, you know, competition. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, well, they're, you know, they're selling, you know, t-shirts and hats and sweatshirts like you are. And, you know, they're, they have had their, that's an outdoor, you know, lifestyle brand. I'm like, yeah, but you know how many people enjoy the outdoors that are walking the face of the earth right now? Like there's plenty to go around and it's like, and they got cool shit. So awesome. Cool. I, I like to see other yeah. people's you know, take on, however they like to enjoy, enjoy the outdoors and whatever it is uh, that they're into. Like, I'm all about it, man. There's there's enough to go around for everyone. Yeah. It's yeah.
3: interesting that you yeah, say I, that
2: too. I, Sorry. Yeah, it's ahead, it's
3: interesting that you say that too because I, I've actually been thinking, you know, I had that shift recently and just doing like putting together the social media stuff for, for Campfire, right? Like I've got, you know, pictures of Robert and his duck camp hats, right? And things like that. And I'm like, and i was like oh well no we're like leave that in there that's cool right you know <laughs> like yeah it, it, you know and not not that we're in any way competition with duck camp but it's just like another brand right it's not us but um I'm, you know i'm like man no that's it's a it's a really great brand let's like we'll leave that photo in there you know
1: yeah yeah and, and they're part of two percent i mean they, they're, that's, yeah you know they're, they're another organization that's giving back and, and thinking about conservation and. And I, yeah, I mean, it's funny you mentioned them because like, I, I was like one of the, the early adopters. Like, I bought a bunch of their like, like they had like four hats, and I like, got them all, and I, I really liked them. And I was just like I like this brand, and then they just like blew up. They got huge. Yeah. I don't know who backed them. I don't know much about that. I, I actually don't know much about the the company itself or their culture or anything like that. But, but I like I I really like their stuff, and I, I think it's great to, you know, I think what you're speaking to in a larger sense really crossed over in the behavioral healthcare space and you know, we think about it as like you know not promoting a, a culture of scarcity but but one of like you know there's there's enough man there's enough and and and, and i feel that way like a you know a rising tide raises all ships you know and yeah. and i feel that way even in in our healthcare business like if we're helping patients and they're getting better and we're doing something right and we can share that with other people we don't have to be super proprietary about it we can actually kind of go out there and like help other people get better at the work that they do and that's actually one of the things that Jordy and I have really done is, is go and actually get involved. Like our, our other, our other, other venture, uh, you know, in circle creative is a creative group that that actually goes in and helps um, similar, like kind of similarly sized and placed uh, behavioral healthcare companies kind of like improve their brand and, and improve their messaging to patients so that they can get, um, you know, a better reach and, and, and actually help more folks. And, you know, it, if, if there weren't enough patients to go around, like that would be like a good problem to have. Right. Right. Like, that absolutely. Would, that'd be like the whole reason we're doing it. It's just not going to happen, man. It's just not going to happen. And, 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 and I feel like, like you have said in this, like, I feel the same way about this. Like, yeah, we should all, you know, like if, if, you know, we're like we working collaboratively and, and, you know, and there's some crossover in the space or whatever, but, um, everybody's having fun and, and doing good stuff. Like I'm, I'm all for it, man.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's it like running the business, being in two separate places?
3: You know, we've been
1: doing that for a while now. Huh? Yeah. I mean, you guys, uh, relocated up there to be closer to your folks and, and you know, you're native Colorado and, um, yeah, I mean, it had, I don't think it has had much impact other than I just don't get to see Jordy very much. I see him on video a lot, uh, <laughs> you know, but, um, but I, I think we've all kind of adjusted through the pandemic to that, like just remote working and, right, you know, so, and, and, well, jeez, I mean, before you guys were even in Colorado, Jordy, you guys were, you know, in Hutto. Uh,
3: um, yeah, I think, I think when we first, like, really, we first started working together because I was living in Houston at the time, and I think I'd just gotten married, and uh, you know, we 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 met and we we decided to work together, and I was like, okay, cool, but uh, I'm moving to Austin like next week, (laughs) (laughs) and and of course, Yeah. yeah, well, and I was like, I I've never really like lived in in big cities a lot, and so I was kind of looking to go we were we actually moved to the outskirts of austin just for like some kind of like semblance of of outdoors and then we moved there and uh and lived there for a few years and worked there and then and then i decided to move to colorado with my family and um you know i think it was just kind of like we it was right when like you said right when the pandemic hit and it was kind of like the the culture of of the whole working class changed anyway so it really was
2: um pretty smooth transition i felt like
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty easy.
2: So, from a product standpoint, what all are you guys offering? Um, yeah. So, we've
3: got we've got hats, shirts, hoodies, jackets. Um, we're trying to, you know, kind of starting it off with everything kind of simple. Um, and it, you know, with the hope of kind of organizing it into a little bit more we're slowly kind of organizing it into more specific categories cuz a lot of it, to be honest, is like, hey, we think this is cool. Let's let's do this, you know, this concept or whatever with, you know, without a, a real, uh, you know, process around it. And so we're kind of reshaping that. And one thing that we're kind of, you know, really excited about that we just did our first uh, collaboration with a, a fishing group that, that are some friends of ours that are out of Matagorda, Texas, um, called El Matador Fishing, and we just did a, a line for them to kind of collaborate with uh, with their fishing group, and and we're real excited about that. We, uh, you know, just some upcoming collaborations with some brands that we are, you know, friends with or have have crossed paths with in the past. You know,
1: yeah, that that's actually like such a great segue to what we were just talking. You know, from from what we were just talking about, mm-hmm. you know, the collaboration piece, the campfire collaboration is like a cool. Uh, piece. So we've come out of the gate with El Matador fishing, which is really exciting. They're friends of Jordy's, and I'm 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 really stoked about it. Um, the 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 collection came out pretty cool. Um, it's like a a tailing redfish with like a matador. It's it, it's it's Jordy did a cool uh, job with it, and and uh, so we're getting you know it, it, it's cool because it kind of cross promotes. It, it it brings in their um, you know their base. Uh, who are wanting to kind of, you know, rep El Matador fishing. And then, it also kind of is mutually beneficial and that it kind of tacks on and, and hopefully builds a little bit more of a base that, can, you know, branches out from that collaboration and see some of the other stuff we're working on. Um, so right now it's men's and women's wear. Um, the women's wear is kind of light, but we've done some cool leggings. There's some really awesome, like, topographic leggings. I have, like, topo maps, like, on them it's it Jordy's done a pretty awesome job of um getting some of that women's wear on there and stuff and then we've got kids and um I think we're really interested in expanding kind of the the offerings related to children um because we're family guys and do a lot of stuff with with kids outdoors um we 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 all have the same kind of thing like uh our wives plus us have been like you know like the stuff that's kids is like it's either like you're trying to make like like baby versions of adults which is a little weird or it's like too little kitty right and i think there's something in between that in that space for kids that's like it that like really hits the sweet spot of like engaging them at a level that makes sense um that they can get really excited about and so we're going to be doing more like outdoor stuff um activity kits and things like that that we're really excited about for kids and really branching out into that space i think um more um you know, while we're we're testing what you know what people like and what people don't like right now, and kind of getting a feel for that, we've had some good early interest in it. Um, you know, social media ad buying and stuff is starting to put us in front of people, and I think that's that's giving us a little bit of traction. It's cool to see what people like. Um, I, I think much like you know we, we mentioned Duck Camp earlier. There's some other brands like that, Sandero's, and other, you know, there's there's brands out there that have you know went from T-shirts and hats to something like much bigger conceptually, and I think. I think we're we're just getting our feet wet for what that's gonna look like. I think two to three years from now what Campfire looks like um could be really fundamentally not not different. I think there'll always be some hats on on there and I think there's always gonna be some um some outerwear and I think there's always gonna be some clothing, but I think it's gonna branch into, you know, maybe even more some you know, more technical gear and um, you know, some other pieces that I think would be you know, uh, really exciting and, and maybe add something new to the space. You know, that's that's what we're really trying to get creative on and figure out, you know, what, what is that thing that, um, that we you know, could be improved on in, in this space or um, that we could do a little bit better or a little bit cooler or whatever. Um, so, um, you know, we're still figuring that out. Um, and we'll keep, you know, getting feedback and listening to people. I think the the women's leggings thing was like, I mean, we already had that in mind, and then we got this, like, request. People were like, hey, how about some women's leggings? And we're like, <laughs> we're working on it. Like, we're, <laughs> we're going to drop it on Friday. Like, you know, it's a, it's cool to get feedback from people and have folks reach out. So we do on that is, like, you know, just get the word out and, and have people, you know, check out the website and, and also give us feedback. What would you like to see more of? You know, we're, we're interested if you're in this space and you're, you know, running kids around uh outdoors and doing hikes and stuff like that like what would you want more options around and um we i I think always with with all the business interests that i've done all the startups and different things um in in a a few different spaces largely in healthcare, but in other spaces too i've always said like the best the best feedback will be you know from the, the end user like the person who's like you know, and, and, and we are kind of that end user also. We're also creating stuff that like is cool to us that because we are out there doing it. Um, but, but ultimately if we're really listening with our ear to the ground about what people want, I think, um, we'll, we we'll, we're poised to be, I think, really responsive to what, um, what people are looking for and, and, you know, create stuff that's interesting and, um, engages ho- hopefully a, a loyal user base that comes back and shops with us again and, um continues to uh grow their closet with campfire stuff as we continue to grow.
2: Yeah, that's uh that's it's great to kind of have this this moving target, right? As time goes on because you know, people, uh, you know, what they want changes, um, you know, maybe what you guys want to do changes over time and, and being fluid, being flexible um, and just kind of going with the flow and, and recreating uh, your your targets and your goals. I think it's how you keep things fresh. It's how you guys, you know, it's how uh, you stay engaged in the process and not get complacent, um, you know, with, with designs or with, you know, the, the offerings that you guys have. And I think that's a, a great strategy for success in the long run, for sure.
3: Well, and my, here, go at the end of the day, I'm now in my, at the end of the day, I'm now in my forties. So I have to listen to other people on what's cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jody's the old man now. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't think, I, I think forties are the new thirties man. Yeah. Thirties are the new twenties. And that's, uh, you know, so that's, that's, you know, we're at least that's what I'm hoping. Um, cause that's what I got in front of me. So, um, you know, the other thing I wanted to highlight, too, you know, we talked about campfire collaborations and the first one with El Matador um, fishing. But I, I think the other piece that that really speaks to the connection part, um, other than those kind of collaborations, is we wanted to highlight stories of kind of everyday people. And this we're just getting rolling on. But we we have so many friends in this space. And so what we're doing in fact, I think we gotta come back and interview you. I think we gotta, <laughs> we gotta turn the tables here and interview you. We don't have a podcast, but so what we'll do is we'll interview you and, and capture a cool story. But we're we're basically like gathering up um, you know, everyday people's kinda stories of the outdoors. Some of them are perilous and crazy, like, you know, we highlighted um you know, Morgan's story which is on the website, which is like, you know, <laughs> death defying uh mountain bike trip in nepal which uh you know which is cool and and but 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 there's it's not just like shock and awe i think i, I think there's actually like a deeper narrative that exists in that and, and we're trying to capture a little bit of that like the, the the really human element of um what happens when people get out in nature and and um and connect in different ways and um have adventures sometimes scary sometimes funny um and uh and, and, and always fun if you survive them to look back and go, you know, wow. Um, so, so, so that's kind of what we're, um, that, that's another piece that I think you'll see really take off. Um, we've got our, we, we've got one story up and there's a poster that's associated with that that people can buy. And then we're, we're going to be have you know, I think tying, um, certain design gear, like to those stories and, you know, have some pull quotes from those that can be really cool for, um, stickers, hats, apparel, and other stuff. and um, But, but you know, my hope is that it kind of hits on two levels. Um, that it, it, it feels, like, personable and authentic and real, and it kind of hits at, like, a, a human level. Um, and that it's also kind of fun and funny and engaging and um, and has people waiting for the next story to drop. So, that's, that's another piece that we're working on with it. And that's always been part of the vision, was, like, that you know, sitting around a campfire and telling stories—like, you know, we what we—that's that's kind of the idea, right? Like, um, there there was a time where people sat around a campfire and told stories. That's a you know, Paul Acuello, uh, paraphrasing there, but a quote from him. But like, that, that's what we need more of. Um, and so in a way, campfire manufacturing has an opportunity to do that—to like kind of highlight, um, you know, everyday stories of the outdoors. So hope people will come and check
2: that out yeah i love that i love that angle um because
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know there's there's so many uh like let's just kind of speak in the outdoor space right like there's so many uh very well known and successful hunters and anglers um you know mm-hmm. conservationists or whatever it is that have you know been fortunate enough um to make a career out of the outdoors out of conservation they've you know went on some incredible hunts and and journeys and things like that that you know given their position they've they've had those opportunities right and i don't fault anyone for for anything like that i mean if that's where your opportunities take you by all means cash in but this and and, but everyone knows those stories right like Mm -hmm. there's nothing like if you hear like a another super cool steven rinella story it's like yeah that doesn't surprise me right like he does a ton of a ton of cool stuff um you know at what his next adventure like doesn't really like well it may be cool like it doesn't surprise me but if you get like you know robert hilliker from houston texas who's like oh yeah i did this and i did this and i was you know whatever it's like oh damn who's who's robert like let me read some more right like robert's like me like robert's just a guy at the bar having a beer you know hanging out with his friends or sitting around a campfire yo but my man's doing this when he's outdoors like yeah, like let me read about that because it's so much more. Like you just said, it's more personable, it's more relatable. It, you know, it inspires a bunch of like average guys who you know love the outdoors and and love to to do some cool stuff in their spare time. Yeah, yeah, no,
3: that, yeah,
2: it's that,
1: like
3: that's exactly right. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And so, and it's like you, you know, you you're like, okay, yeah, you know, Nimsdie just climbed some other insane thing it's amazing and and awesome but i've like you know but i want to i want to hear about the guy that like had a chipmunk trapped in his truck after he went fly fishing one day and it chased (laughs) you know whatever (laughs) like those are the stories i want to (laughs) hear
2: so how was it that you guys even learned about two percent for conservation
3: uh, well, so we had talked about we had talked about figuring out a way to give back, and I I think honestly, uh, it, you know, I just searched online for, uh, for you know ways to give back, and I I, I came across the the fish and wildlife site and when, read a read and, a bit up there.
1: And and I'll say Jordy's like a master of like just finding you know like like. How could we make this process more efficient i was like oh i guess we'll just you know we'll, we'll donate a portion of our proceeds to like conservation efforts and he's like dude there's got to be an organization out there that <laughs> kind of like touch that and i'm like oh i don't know we can just do it ourselves and he's like no 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 uh and you know to his credit you know he like found it and he's like yeah no this totally exists dude and it's already out there and we'll use them and um, and, and, and we're really stoked about the affiliation there and, and, and excited about, you know, working, um, with them and they've already given us some really great, uh, leads into the space to make sure that, um, our, our, our money and our contributions are going to stuff that really matters and they're doing a good job. Um, you know, there's, you know, you want to find stuff that, you know, has low administrative costs, like really has an impact and all that kind of good stuff. So, um, they've, they're, they're super helpful. Um, in that regard,
3: yeah, I was I was I was pleasantly surprised. I think I I sent one email out and got an immediate response, and then I was talking to you know to Jared over there for you know a half an hour about you know how it works and he explained everything and was like oh well you know we'll we'll totally guide you if, on whatever you need and and that's what I needed because I didn't know you know I I'd, I'd previously you know been affi- affiliated with like Trout Unlimited, but that's like the extent of my knowledge and you know, I, I was like, Hey, can you provide some names on some, you know, some open space, uh, you know, organizations and things like that. And, and they provided all that. So it's super cool.
2: Yeah. What organizations are you guys going to be, uh, working with and giving back to? So
3: as of right now, it's Trout Unlimited, Ducks Unlimited, and, uh, the, um, what was the other one, Robert? The, uh, coastal conservation. Oh yeah, the oh, yeah. Coastal,
2: CCA.
1: Yeah, coastal conservation. Yeah, CCA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, CCA. And and that's one of the stories we want to highlight. Actually, is like my a really good buddy of mine. In fact, he just called me right before I hopped on this. But a good buddy of mine, um, his grandfather was like instrumental in um, starting the CCA, and they like like went up against like big commercial fisheries, and 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 um, they like burned his house down dude. <laughs> like wow literally <laughs> They're like and it, it, so it's like one of the stories we're gonna say it's like you know kind of a hometown hero that like went up against the big guys and like for for, for something like conservation he's like look we're gonna we're gonna commercially like strip redfish out of you know like we we're like we gotta we gotta change this and um and so anyway that's like a that's gonna be a really cool story and a legacy story that we're gonna highlight um uh actually it's like one of our the next two stories that we'll we'll have up on the site um he's agreed to do it, and um we're excited about about that so um so yeah again, right now they kind of you know favor the the things that are most potent to us, you know, so it's like you know it's waterfowl hunting and it's uh, you know fishing and um you know post- coastal conservation specifically organized around you know um you know, fish and wildlife mainly um but I, I I think that's going to expand for us. I mean, let's let's see what kind of impact we can have, right? With um, you know, the more stuff we sell, the more money we've got to give, and um, and then we can start you know spreading the love around. And I think there's a lot of other things we've had, um, you know, in our sites that are cool conservation efforts and um, you know stuff related to. I I feel really uh, passionate about uh, accessibility. You know, one of the things that's been kind of a hot issue. Mediator and those guys you mentioned, Stevenella. Um, Those guys have really highlighted Clay Newcomb, those guys, uh, Bear Grease podcast, all that stuff. They've they've highlighted this a lot as an issue, um, which is like corner crossing and the idea of like accessibility in the public space. Um, We don't, we don't, there's so many landlocked um, public spaces, right? They don't have easements. Um, And so, you know, this is like, this is public space that's, that's, you know, inaccessible unless you're willing to kind of like brave this like constitutional issue of like corner crossing um, for those that that don't know that, you know, there's kind of a grid pattern of private and public land. um, And, you know, I, I'm on the, I'm on the side of it. that would say, you know, I, I think if you cross at the corner and you're on public land and you cross into public land and you happen to be in the, you know, for, Half a second in the airspace of, and not even touching the land of a private landowner, um, that seems legit to me. But um, but some p- private landowners have like really taken issue to it, and and so it's become kind of a hot button issue um, nationally. Has garnered a lot of attention recently in that kind of conservation space, and I. Um, so it, 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 there's an opportunity to kind of support in that arena too, and look at other organizations in that, like creating you know, easements, there's a lot of groups that have done a wonderful job of going in and working with landowners and creating, you know, buying, you know, easements to create accessibility to this stuff. And, um, I just think that's really cool and something I hope we can support in the future.
2: Yeah, that's, uh, that's certainly, um, a big issue, especially in a lot of the Western states there. Um, and it's funny you were, when you, when you kind of, uh, gave the summary of, of that you know the corner crossing case and all that and what's funny is you know specific landowners um you know will will fight that tooth and nail because they cross the airspace yet if i the I,
1: airspace yeah yeah
2: like and i and i'm willing to bet that if that hunter on the public land walked up to their fence line and just put their arm over the fence right or just like leaned up against the fence they wouldn't care at all, although you're spending more time in on their property in that particular instance than you are, you know, literally taking a step or two steps as you, you know, cross that that intersection there. But it's because you're now accessing um, land that they probably feel that they're the only ones who who uh, have real access to it because of of the property boundaries and everything like that. And I think that's. Uh, that's being a bit hypocritical and it's uh, kind of wanting your cake and eating it too, you know,
1: it's, it's interesting. And, and I'll say I'm a landowner, you know? And so like, you know, and people, I, 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 you know, so I'm, I'm sympathetic to the idea of, uh, and the plight of landowners. I'm a, you know, I, I get that part of it, but, um, but we're also like one of the unique things about being American is that we're actually all public landowners. Like yep. if you pay your taxes and like, and, like, buy a hunting license and buy a fishing license and buy a duck stamp and stuff. Like, like you know, you're a huge part, a huge part of being a public landowner in this country. And I, I get the, like, constitutional idea of, like, airspace and all this kind of stuff. But <laughs> it just, it seems, a, it seems a bit, like, I mean, these are... <laughs> I don't know. It seems to fall out for me. It seems to fall out that those are the same guys that are like, well, we're Patriots. And they're like, I, I don't know. It's Questionable. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't like, I, you know, I don't get like overly political, but just like, you know, nah, questionable. Um, you know, what what's considered patriotic this moment in time in our country, but, but you know um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't, I, I kind of don't get it, but there's, there's a lot of things that, you know, I mean, we, we could get on a wholesale, but there's a lot of things I don't, I don't get. And, and, and some stuff, that's, that's way above my, my pay grade, I'm sure. But, um, but, you know, I, I think that's, that's the cool thing about being a business owner um, in, in America as well is that like we, we get to, you know, in this 2% piece, like we get to take, um, a portion of the business that, uh, the proceeds that, that our business makes and, um, Really put that towards advocacy, um, uh, because whether you like it or not, money in this country has a political voice, and um, and so we get to put it towards things that matter to us. And uh, and I think this is a good use. I think conservation. I think keeping wild spaces wild and and making public space public spaces accessible to people um, is something that Jordy and I both feel like really passionate
2: about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Now. I know, Robert. You didn't get into hunting until later on in life, Jordy. It sounds like the outdoors has been a, you know, a big part of your life since you were young. Um, was the the topic of conservation was that like something that was talked about with you guys, or was it more like conveyed through actions, through the people that you were with, or was it something that you didn't really? understand or really maybe even take notice of until you know you got later on in life and, and further down that path in the outdoors
3: for for me it was interesting because i was actually thinking about it earlier today and you know every i just feel like everywhere i lived growing up was just kind of like encroached upon right like i we uh when i was young my parents built a house in parker outside of denver and it was like big open spaces, you know, dirt roads, whatever, you know, you're playing with the bull snakes all day or whatever. And, um, you know, obviously now that's, you know, part of the metropolis. Now we moved to to Lawrence, Kansas, where I, I lived from like 10 years old until, uh, through college. And we, you know, we lived in this spot on the edge of town that backed up to, you know, a Creek that we played in every day and, and just for, you know, forest land, as far as you could see. And I just remember, like, all these places just, like, were just getting built on, and and all these, you know, all the, all the forests were getting cut down, and so, and I didn't really understand, you know, the concept of it. I just remember constantly being encroached on with that, right? And, um, and then I didn't really, after after college, I moved uh, back to Colorado, and I lived in Durango, and and like I mentioned earlier, you know, it was a lot of those like kind of conservation practices and things like I just kind of like fell in line with not really understanding, you know, what, uh, what I was doing and why. And it really wasn't until, you know, until fairly recent when I had children where, you know, we moved, you know, we moved back to Colorado this time with my family. And it was like, man, I want to, I want to, you know, teach my daughters, you know, about this. And so I need to learn more about it. Right. Um, so that was kind of like the big premise for me is like to kind of, to kind of be able to guide my children in, in that
2: way of life. Right. Yeah. The children is a big turning point. Uh, I've found with a lot of people as it pertains <laughs> yeah. to the outdoors. Like it's,
3: mm-hmm.
2: it's because like, I don't know without getting kind of too deep down the rabbit hole. Like, I don't know if it's because all of a sudden you're, you know, your kids get to that age whether it's three, four years old, five years old, whatever it is where they start to, you know, have an understanding uh, to some degree of what you're doing outside of going outside of, you know, going for hikes and birds and, you know, deer and snakes and all these different animals and, and reptiles and all these things that are outside. And it, it like it, it, for me, it like transported me back to when I was a kid. Right. And I started thinking about mm-hmm. all these cool experiences I had with, with my dad and my grandpa. And I'm like, shoot like these were like like this is those experiences are made like made me who I am today or or you know gave me my appreciation for the outdoors and my love for the outdoors like I've got to do everything I can to make sure that you know where I hunted when I was a kid that if you know when my kids get to be old enough or my grandkids get to be old enough like I can take them to those same spots and be in and, and and really have things come full circle
3: yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, no, yeah, I think it's seeing, seeing yeah. it through the lens of your children, right? Like that's, it's exactly what it is. And, and, yeah. and fortunately, like it's, it has gone full circle for me here, moving back to, you know, to the Western slopes cause, to be by my parents, because like, my dad's the one that taught me how to fly fish. And now he's, you know, he's helping teach my daughters how to fish. And it's, it's amazing to see. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. And, and you know, I I
1: think you know you guys have already kind of nailed it, but if I added like one other element to this, it's like you know I I did grow up um, you know fishing. We, my family not a lot of hunting in my family, um, just wasn't something. But but like I said, I'm an adult onset hunter, and I really like fell in love with it. I super passionate about that. But I did grow up fishing a lot, um, fishing all these different lakes in East Texas with my grandfather, my cousin, and stuff. And um, and 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 that part, you know. So there was always this love for like the outdoors. I did a lot of camping when, you know, Maria, my wife and I were were dating. We camped all over, um, camped all over and loved camping, hiking um, and a lot of stuff like that. And then, but but I think this like passion about conservation, I think that's more a function of what you guys are talking about. Like, I, I, I just think there's this like crossing over when you have children and then you begin to think in a way that people... Not, not, not to say that people without children can't think about conservation, not, not, not at all. But, but for me, that was like this like point where it's like, all right, you're not living for you. Right. Like you're, you're like, this not, this life is not about you. Um, like being outdoors is super fun and all that kind of stuff. But like, this isn't about you. Um, and, you know, there's this uh, great conservationist. In fact, he does a lot of stuff with those eater guys, but he's a conservationist in his own right. And um, Doug Duran, you probably know that guy's name. And, um if you follow any of steven stuff he kind of highlights him a lot but he has this phrase of like it's it's not um i don't know i hope, like, I hope they don't butcher it because he's like a super sweet guy and he's gone to the trouble of saying this the right way but it's um, not ours it's just our um, turn it, it, it's something that's right it's not ours it's just our turn that's right thank you yeah and and it's like that idea is so like it i mean what what a wonderful expression to capture that um it's like, it's, it's our turn. Um, it's our turn to do something right. It's our turn to like, get it right. Like, um, you know, and have these spaces for the people that come after us. Right. And it's something that the indigenous people of America did so, you know, fantastically well, Uh, not that we've respected that in any way, but, but, you know, they, all the decision-making is like the seven generations that came before us and the seven generations that will come after us. Right. That like, they're, they're not just thinking about their kids. They're thinking about their kids, 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 you know, like, yeah. they're thinking about the stuff and they're thinking about how that honors the people that came before them. And, um, and so, you know, I think we're thinking ahead and we're also thinking about the people that, that got us to this space. You know, Jordy mentioned his father. Um, for me, it's a lot about my grandparents. Um, my grandfather's on kind of both sides that, um, I spent a lot of time, um, fishing and then with my other grandfather, fly fishing and, and being outdoors with, and, and, um, their legacy of service um they didn't do a lot in conservation but they did a lot around being people of service um and so that's you know that that i i hope that i can honor what they did and kind of carry it forward um but in the spirit of conservation for for our kids and our kids kids and after that you know
2: yeah that's very well put um we are almost at an hour here guys. I know I told you it wasn't going to be quite this long, but yeah. sometimes sometimes the conversation just flows in and uh you you you're covering a lot of good topics and a lot of good information, so I hate to like uh <clears throat> cut someone's uh thoughts off or, or anything like that, but before I let you guys get out of here, um where can people find Campfire Manufacturing at?
3: So you can find Campfire Manufacturing at CampfireMFG.com or on Instagram um, at CampfireMFG and Facebook at CampfireMFG.
2: Awesome. Well, Jordy, Robert, thank you a ton for joining me today. I really enjoyed uh, our conversation, hearing about you know, what Campfire is, what Campfire aspires to be, and really the whole genesis behind uh, Campfire uh, and everything like that. And, and I can tell, um, you know, the friendship and the bond that you guys have built uh, through years of working together and the outdoors. Um, you guys are, are for sure going to be successful with this. Um, I, can, I can see and hear the determination of your voice. So I'm excited to kind of sit back and watch and uh, get you guys on here again in the future. Awesome. Thank you Thanks. so much. And we'll
1: be we'll, we'll be we'll be coming to you to highlight a story of uh, everyday outdoor stuff. So so we'll we'll reach back out. Thank you for having us. It's uh it's been a pleasure. I really enjoyed it.
2: Yeah. All right guys, we'll take care and uh we'll talk to you soon.
1: Thanks. All right. Take care. Bye.
2: All right. Well, that was episode 105 with Robert and Jordy from Campfire Manufacturing. I would like to thank the partners of the podcast, uh, Stone Glacier, Go Hunt, Outdoor Class, as well as 2% for Conservation. And if you're interested in learning more about 2% for Conservation, you can visit their website, fishandwildlife.org. And there you can see all the certified brands that have committed to conservation that you should support when you shop. I also encourage you guys to give 2% a follow on social media where it's going to be only positive conservation-driven content that's landing in your feed. So again, if you'd like to learn more about 2% for Conservation, you can look for them online on social media or at fishandwildlife.org. Thanks for joining me this week, everyone. Uh, Be sure to check out TheAverageConservationist.com, catch up on all the latest podcast episodes, as well as grab some gear to help support conservation in the process. So, Until next week, stay safe out there and remember that conservation starts with you.